it's me. Yes, I'm so excited. This is your host, Miss August, and I just want to welcome you to Simple Beauty World, where we will explore, examine, and enlighten ourselves on the ever-changing evolution of beauty. And we're not going to sit here and just talk about makeup all day. Nope. We're going to say that for next episode. Listen, we're trying to just make ourselves over from the inside. So let's just get ready for some tomfoolery, some truths, some theories, some teas, some tricks, and some triggers. I am so excited because this episode is just talking about good friends and the value of friendship. And having good friends is also being one, in my opinion. Show me who your friends are, and I'll show you your future. I've heard that so many times, and as cliche as it might sound, Through adulting, it's actually become one of the most insightful quotes that I've come to believe. Like, stay tuned for this week's episode. It is absolutely awesome, awesome, awesome. All about the value of friendship. I took my time and I I, I wrote out this episode so beautifully. So I hope that you guys will enjoy it and take heed because it's a good, good, good one. So before we get into that, let me just let y'all know something. Unicorn Tales was off the hook this morning. And thank you to my Facebook Live audience and my Instagram Live audience. Like, it was so cool and so interactive i enjoy every single bit of but baby we was on there carrying on for a long time so let me tell y'all what we doing this week uh-huh on simple beauty world we are just going to sit up here child we are going to just do this one clip of unicorn tales and you just need to catch us on wednesday at 7 p.m and i'll i'll post the next one i'll make sure that it's just 15 minutes long but child you need to hear this you need to hear this we done talked about osaka you don't know who that is Get ready for some unicorn tails. Let's go. Welcome to Unicorn Tales, you guys. Hey, how are you? I am so excited because you don't know Simple Beauty Podcast, but they do. We are live. We are live. We are live on Facebook Live and Instagram Live each and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And I'm so excited to be joined by my audience who will be live and interactive, just letting you guys in on what they feel about the unicorn tails. But you got what are unicorn tails, you ask? Unicorn tails are our version of hot topics here at Simple Beauty World, where we explore and examine all manners of mess. And besides mess, we might dive into some politics. We may come up on some local news. But the beautiful, beautiful part about it all is that we don't know if it's true. And just like unicorns with their magical, ethereal selves, we don't know if these stories are true either. Child, all of this is speculation. Everything that we say here down to the unicorn tails, guess what? It's a legend. So with that being said, listen, our last hot topic. I have to talk about because I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested in this story because I don't appreciate it. Y'all appreciate it. I do not appreciate this story because I think this is mess. The tennis champion, Naomi Osaka, is being sued by her ex-coach for 20% of her career earnings in the future. Listen, 20% of her career earnings in her future for the rest of her life, whatever Nike, Adidas, sweats, sock child local instagram boutique whatever she do the people the man the man is saying that he's suing her because he want all the 20 percent listen i done got this off the shade room and y'all know i dibbles and dabbles and i get my information how i get a child at the young tender age of 21 
Naomi Osaka, if you don't know, is already a force to be reckoned with. She's turning it. She's getting she's getting everybody is getting their life off of her. She recently just beat out Serena Williams, who we know is the overall unicorn, who is the most brilliant, beautiful, bad black woman that I've ever seen in tennis. And it's not to be played with. She beat Serena. And Serena got all of that flack for breaking rackets and cussing the people out down to the coach, down to the um, umpire up there. He tried it. She was right. Serena Williams, she beat her. And so now for the U.S. Open, she's like the woman's champion, and she's ranked number one in the world. So Naomi Osaka has a long, professional, and promising career. And let me tell you something. This man, Christoph Jones is suing her for 20% of her career earnings for the rest of her life. And this is according to TMZ TV because I saw this when I was getting my toes done, that part. And so <laughs> Naomi's um, attorney, Alex Spiral, said that his claim is absurd, which y'all think his claim is because, and it says, while it comes to no surprise that Naomi's rise as an international icon and inspiration will lead to some false claims of this silly contract and Naomi never saw or she never signed it. Listen, she's 21. So my thing about it is she been doing a thing since she been doing a thing. I'm just trying to figure out because... Even if you her ex-coach, you her ex-mentor child, if it ain't no documents in place where it's given very much, if you get this much for this amount of time, then you don't get no more money after I pay you your final payment. And whatever that final payment is, you better live off of it. You better go to the Dollar Tree and spend it very wisely. You better go up to the Safeway and get your life because what you won't do is get 20% of this baby. Listen, she has her attorneys. She has her things. What do you think about it? Because she reportedly made $10 million during her career. Um, she made little more than $10 million in her career this year. And I'm just, and this is not even including endorsement money. So my thing is, I, she, it just, this just sounds like somebody's mad and scorned, and they mad that they are the ex. Don't we all know about the ex? That part. Listen, how y'all feel? Because I don't have time I don't have time. Listen, I don't have time for nobody trying to sit up there and play with this little girl. She's 21. She's so impressionable. She's so sweet. She's so nice. Child, listen, she's a world champion. That man talking about he wants a 20%. Child, if you don't go somewhere and sit down, sit all the way down, go to jail, go directly to jail. This is fraud. This is an attempt of, this is distress, child. We need to sue him. I'll be suing Christoph. I'm done. I'll be suing him. Are we suing him? I want to sue him for playing in her face. I want to sue him for thinking that it was okay to be okay to just go on and think that somebody about to get a corn. You're not getting no corn. You're not getting no corn from Miss Naomi Osaka. You're not getting that. You're not getting it, sir. Leave that little girl money alone, and we're going to take that $10 million and sue you right back. You don't have a claim. I'm irritated. I'm irritated because the girl's 21. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Hurl. It's given very much of countersue. It's given very much of countersue. We're countersuing for stress. We're countersuing that part. We're countersuing for stress and emotional. Yes, for emotional distress. We're countersuing for festivities. We're, we're countersuing for pain management. We are countersuing for lies and contours. Sir, you're not going to get a coin. You don't deserve. Stop playing with me, child. Stop playing with me, Christoph Jean. 
You're not getting it. You're not getting a dollar. You're not even getting 50 cents. You want to know why? Because I've been going to sue you for the next 10 years. We're going to countersue for the next 21 years. Since you want to play with this 21-year-old girl, she should countersue him for the next 21 years for playing in her face and with her coins. That part. That whole part. I was disgusted when I heard that story. I might move this story up to the front. Because I want the people to hear all about Osaka. Child. They tried it. Unicorn Tales was good today, guys. Unicorn Tales was so good. Blue high school student surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did all of them. I don't really have um, I, I, I that that last story really threw me off because I didn't appreciate that man trying to come in and sue that girl. That girl don't deserve to be sued. She's twenty one. You're out for a coin. You're mad that you're the ex coach, and ex is always mad, and that's what really stirs and burns me up. Y'all know stuff always burning me up. That's what really stirs and burns me up. Because your exes, they always try to come back and get something. Didn't you leave? Didn't you go, sir? Did, didn't you go? Didn't you say that we are no longer amicable? That's, a, that's just like an ex. Oh, faulty. Oh, that's just like an ex. They're just faulty and they're nasty and they're perturbed. You are mad. I cannot believe. I can't believe my child. That's just like an ex who is disrespectful and is so mad and worried about what you got going on in your future and they done messed you over or they done played in your face. They get so irritated because guess what? The shoe is on the other foot and we're wearing higher heels. And with that being said, Christophe Jean, Naomi Osaka's ex-coach, is just like an old nasty, waiting to exhale, old nasty ex. You just all in the way. You just all manners of in the way and mad. You mad about it. He's mad. Just bitter, Harley said. Harley said he's just bitter. And he is. So she is 21. Her mother and father has been taking care of all of her things. Her mother and father has been taking care of all of her things. Yes, she, yes they have. And with that being said, you're not getting 20%. Always trying to play in the black people's face. You're not getting it. <laughs> and if that was my daughter, we'd spend the next 21 years counter-suing you. Because you're not going to play with, you're not getting a coin. You're not worthy. You're not welcomed. You're off the payroll. Piss me off. Quita said they hate when you level up, then try to clean up. And yes. Yeah, this, you know this remind me of them men. Them men to be talking about some they down to the child support because they uh they their their baby mother or their ex-wife start making more money. So they down to the child support and they taking out child support for their child. And they the man. Now all of a sudden y'all wants to take out child support and things of that nature. But baby, where was that energy when you wasn't making no money? That part. Just like an old nasty, bitter, deterred, perturbed ex. You just mad about it. Child, I this this. This story pissed me off because that little girl, she is young, and y'all are turning it, and y'all tried it. Leave her alone. 21, 21, and listen, I would just give him a stipend. What y'all think about that? I think that is just, I would just think that that was the most, that was the most, that, that's the most I can do for you. Give you a stipend. 
for what you won't ever get. I'll give you whatever, forever, whatever. Listen, now I get real petty because I tell them to take it all the way back. Take it all the way back to when you used to coach me. And once you used to coach me, we'll take from that time, my earnings from that time. You said how old were you? I was four. Okay. From the time I was four to how old? Oh, okay. 19. From four to 19, however much money I made, I'm going to give you 20% of that. But you're not getting none of this 10 million that I just made. You're not getting it. Grace said people will rather that you stay under them, but when you glow up, the scene changes. Hold on. She said some more. Let's see. And you get it up, child. Thank you, Grace. Thank you. No, give him some money. Because, listen, he need a coin. Uh-oh, child. <laughs> okay. Okay. The people said don't give him no money on Instagram. Face. Okay. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm just playing devil advocate. I just want to pay him from four to 19. You're not getting what I made at 20 and 21. You don't deserve it. The people said pick two. Uh, or I'm not playing. We don't know. I don't know what. I don't know how they, their relationship dismantled. I don't know what happened with that. I didn't read on. I was just so pissed off at the head. I'm like, you want twenty percent? The girl twenty one. She just won last year. I said, oh no, child. And I think she won. She actually won when I was in on my honeymoon. Mm, not my honeymoon. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm still on my honeymoon that part. But when I was on my um third year anniversary i was on my third year anniversary in vegas and i can remember it being this whole big old thing i was getting a lobster roll down to the strip i was getting a lobster roll and the tennis game was on and she lost and all i saw she won but all i saw is that serena lost and i didn't know what was going on and so yeah he can get some money but he's only getting the coins he's only going to get the coins that i made from the time he started coaching me through the time that he ended up coaching me. Any, any coin after that, you're not getting it. And I'll give him 20% of that just so he can go. I want it to be amicable. I don't like leaving bad bones on this earth. I'd rather pay you for you to shut up before I sit up there and pay you for the rest of my life. You don't deserve that. 20, child, Kuya said give him 2%. Child, get that man 20% of what he did while he was dead. And whatever money he made, listen, because she just started making money last year. Like when I was on my honeymoon, that was in August. She just started getting endorsements and all of those things. So, listen, I'm going to pay him the 20%. And it's probably not even going to be $100,000. It's probably going to be, that's probably all she made up until then. Hold on. That's probably all she made up until then was like $100,000. or I don't know. But the thing about it is she can't get no 20%. And I, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. But I enjoyed Unicorn Tales today, you guys. <laughs> So I'm super excited to do this episode because we don't realize how much our friendships actually cultivate our overall experience, cultivate how we view people, cultivate the type of relationships we pursue. They cultivate our personal views. They cultivate our spiritual views. They cultivate our political views most times. And sometimes they even cultivate our immediate decision-making. The friends that we have can actually just weather out whether or not you are a solid human being or a fickle human being. Yeah, I said it. You don't realize having friends who you love through your, that just love you through your mess and who you love through their mess. Sometimes you being in your mess or them being in their mess is not always beneficial to you. It's not always beneficial to you to just have a yes man. 
The friends we have can just make or break the type of life that you have, the, life of, the type of life that I have had, the type of life that I continue to have. The friends that we have can literally change the trajectory of our lives. Like, we don't even realize, like I said earlier, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah, if y'all still down to the club, neglecting y'all responsibilities, throwing a baby on grandma, out here in the streets, slinging all manners of drugs, or if y'all focused and maybe you didn't go to school, but maybe you do have your job that you're keeping up with. Maybe you do have your footing in your time that you're making, making sure that all of your responsibilities are handled and you still out here having fun. Like you have to have a plan with your friends the same way you have a plan for your life. I feel like your plan for your friends is just as, just as important. Why? Because the type of friends that you have can introduce you to the reasons why you begin to catapult in life or the reasons why you begin to disintegrate. But when we are younger and we're more impressionable, you'd rather be friends with people who really just benefit your personality, but not always your soul. And your soul is so important because that is what protects your inner you. And a lot of us never knew how to be real friends because we honestly, child, let's be real, real about it. A lot of us grew up in households where our mother were always at friends with their girlfriends, child. They ain't never had nothing positive to say about their good girlfriends that they, uh, that they esteemed at the club but talked about real bad when they got home or gossiped to the other friend about them. Like, and you couldn't figure out why you don't fool with women and why, oh, none of my friends are girls. I only hang with dudes. I hear that so much. And it makes me so sad because you cultivating an honest relationship with another woman is more beneficial to not only your heart health, your mental health, your physical health, but it's helpful to you as a whole source for the human being. Like we don't realize how great friendships can actually be for us until we are a great friend in return. And the value of friendship is something that is so irreplaceable and so, so esteemed that you get an Oprah and a Gale, that part. But that may not be you. Some of you men never even had no solid men in your life, child. You ain't never seen no man be no stand-up guy who esteemed not only their selves but their sons, who esteemed not over their sons but their brothers, who esteemed not only their sons and their brothers but their fathers. A lot of men didn't grow up in that world. And Jen Child, he just started mistreating his wife or mistreating his girlfriend and ain't do a whole bunch of talking but still never seemed really loyal to anybody. And you try to figure out why you can't be a great dad or why you keep on falling short, but you never really had a responsibility of being that type of person because you didn't see it. Listen, the value of friendship is one thing, but the being a valuable and accountable friend is just like a whole different energy. And I love, I really truly love how growing up I was like, I had like the most eclectic set of friends like anybody could imagine. Yeah. And to this day, actually, I still do. And everybody always wanted to divine, define me by how I looked or how I was trying to carry myself. Because y'all listen, and I don't want y'all to think when I say how I looked that I looked like this child because the eyebrows was long. And child, it was a read some days, but I was always pulled together and I was always cute. But the reality is all of the people around me, I'm not going to say didn't look that way, but they, they that wasn't their stretch in life. Like I always wanted to be a glamour girl. Some of my good girlfriends just only wanted to wear Jordans. Like my other good girlfriends, they didn't even care about clothes. Like they were just cool with how they were. And, but I cared about all of my appearance and 
a lot of my friends who I spent day in and day out with and going to church with and uh, revival with and doing all manners of fun things with, like going out with, like all of us didn't look the same. Like not one of my friends looked like me. And that defined me as a friend because I never put pressure on anybody to feel that way. And then through adulting, these types of friends were different, but we just didn't follow the crowd. And we didn't put no pressure on ourselves to be popular or we made our own popularity by just being ourselves. Like I walked out of high school with all manners of things. Like I stormed through college with all manners of things because I was just myself and I never played up on my friends' weaknesses and I only took their strengths and catapulted them in that way. I never mistreated them. I never called them out their name. Although I've had friends that called me out my name and said things about me, like I still wasn't that type of person because I don't sift on the weakness of my friends. And a lot of people will call people our best friend, but we'll call them bald-headed. A lot of people will call people your best friend, but you'll also call them by the name of fat. And even if they know that they're bald-headed or fat, which has never been my plight, but you don't realize that you're not being a good friend by making somebody feel like you you, you don't care about them and you you trying to just play up on their esteem. But now today I realize that I have, as an adult, every type of healthy friendship. I have a loyal best friend. I have a fearless adventurer i have a brutally honest confidant which i am to a lot of people and a lot of people are to me i have like a wise mentor who i adore i have a friend from another culture i have a polar opposite friend who is like totally nothing like me and i'm totally nothing like her but we we differ in our oppositions but we are kindred in our souls and I have a friendly neighbor. I have a friend that take one for the team and I'm probably that friend. Remember, is that me? Yeah, I'm probably that friend child. And I even have a work pile. But I've also can let you guys know that I've had the complete opposite of that experience with friendships that were just so horrid for not only my emotional, my mental health. I've had a toxic friend. Father God, Lord. I've had the loner friend always borrowing stuff and disappear when it's time to give it back. And I'm like, I don't even want it back. I just want my friend. Can I, you can my loner friend be on loan for me? That part child. Like I've had friendships with people who everything in my life is going wrong. And like child, you don't realize how burdensome that is until you just like in it. And then you got the ghost friendship who only come around when they even break up with somebody child and they, Oh child, let's just keep going. Child, you got a high risk friend. Child, all of those friends is just mess. And when we are kids, we don't explore that as mess. We just look at it as, you know, how friendship works. I'm supposed to be a ride or die. No, you're not. But today not going to be that episode because if we start talking about the dis- different type of friend child, I can spend all day dissecting the type of friends that we all could and will and would have. But the value of friendship to me is so important because we all deserve to have someone or even some people with giving advice, solutions, comfort, or even a warm and welcoming space that 
will assist us in like our rough and gruesome places. Child here on planet Earth, child, please. Friendships, although they are like very amazing to have, they don't last always. And some of our friendships may be seasonal. And some of our seasonal friendships have probably lingered long enough and have become dead weight in our lives. Some of our friends that we know that we love from childhood or we love from like our younger years. Child, y'all probably grew up in diapers, child. Those friendships can become a toxicity. If you don't, in your older, older years, grab yourself onto some discernment and start filtering people out in the correct categories. Everybody not your friend, baby. Everybody is not your friend. Some people are coming to use, abuse, misuse, and get information and tease. Other people are coming to use that information to benefit not only themselves, but yourself. But you have to be able to differentiate that. Everybody in your life that you call a friend is not. Friendship is such a sacred place. And it gives you a chance to be vulnerable and connected with another human. It's so amazing when it's done right. It's, it feels so amazing when it's done right. But child, let's be real, real. Some people you shouldn't trust them as far as you can see them, child. And sometimes we consistently make it a point to befriend the same type of person. And I strongly believe in our lives, and I'm not going to be in here getting too preachy or churchy, but I feel like God keeps sending you a signal until you get it. Until you say, oh, that's a siren that I hear. Let me stop and pull over to the right. God just consistently make sure that you keep on getting broken in that same place, that you keep on getting misused and mistreated and disrespectful and devalued in that same place until a light comes on for you and say, oh, maybe I shouldn't keep befriending or quiet as it's kept being in that same type of relationship with anybody that isn't trustworthy. And I can be honest with you because I struggle with that for a long list of time, like a long lengthy time like hmm I'm not going into my stories on this friendship stuff because all I can say is that when people show you who they are believe them believe they are trash believe they are honest don't get mad with your friend because she's honest don't feel intimidated because one of your friends have qualities that you don't show. The value in friendship is being able to grow with a person, through a person, for a person, and for yourself. And another valuable part in having a friend is that you get to experience being in tune with someone that helps you become a better partner for your someone eventually, if that's what you desire to be. Or if that's what you decide to be in, like a relationship, like friendship, if it becomes a thing, if it's done awesomely and it's done right, it can become so intuitive and your spirits are just kindred and you're absolutely different, but your souls connect the right way. The value of friendship is that you don't have to go through life without somebody. Everybody always out here looking for somebody. But if you get a good enough friend, if you get a valuable friend, if you become an invaluable friend, like 
you don't have to go through life without somebody. And we don't know how life will dare us to become. But everyone's goals aren't always to be married and have children and have a white picket fence and the American dream. Some people just want to be the best aunt and uncle that they can be. Some people just want to curry on in their ways, be single, and go through this life and just fare it and fare it well. But friendships and establishing friendships with lifelong respect and value, child, if you get it done and you get it done right, it's so worth it. Valuable friendships take a lot of work and a lot of commitment, but it's so worth it if you can just cultivate a safe space and a safe energy with someone. And since we're talking about the value of friendship, I'm just going to be 100 and say, child, the problem with a lot of us is we don't be a safe space for our friends. Not saying that you guys have become like identical in your footing in the way that life is faring you and someone's graduating, someone's having a baby, but that's not true. Like, I'm not saying that you have to be identical with your footing in life, but you do need to be equal in the way that you care for one another, equal in the support that you have for cheering each other on for like your victories or your accomplishments. <sighs> but also supporting each other in rough seasons or dry patches because the value of a wholesome friendship is that you support and love each other's moments and you support it and love each other's daily activity without being overly intrusive, but also becoming just this invaluable point of access. You get, mm, I love friendship because if, you get to the point where you get to appoint someone to be a friend or be of kindred spirit with you. Like the perk of that is just so awesome and exciting. But if someone means something to you and is cherishable and you found yourself in a space where you just don't know, I just urge all of us to just find a place to just apologize and keep that person as a friend if it's befitting. Maybe you need to just make some additions or maybe you just, child, maybe, child, you need to just make some deductions. Sometimes unfriending is, child, it's just as important as friending. But the value of having great friends, it's just as equally valuable as being a great friend. And I, and I tell, I always tell this to my nanny because I feel like we were one and the same, honestly. Like, you're, you, you shouldn't feel like you are the friend that everybody's pulling on. But when it's time for you to pull on them, they're absent, they're neglectful, they're dismissive, and they're disrespectful to not only you, but disrespectful to the place of you, your heart. And I'm urged to say this because some of us have friends in our life that we've became different, you know, we've had differences in and became distant with because of a misunderstanding or miscommunication. And if that's you, like me, like I feel like the value of friendship is not worth the life and the love that you guys have shared. And I urge you to reach out to them, whether you write it, call them, show up at the door, anything, child. Child, some people aren't worth losing over apology or understanding that you guys can just come to some type of amicable conclusion and just move on all the time. Friendships don't have to end because of a disagreement or a situation. A lot of them are honestly ending because we are so stuck in our nasty ways and we don't know how to be less egotistical about our insensitivities. 
And if it's worth fixing it, fix it. If it's better that you separate, don't go back. Do not go back and detoxify that space. That's my advice because there are two things that I find very important in friendship. Above being all of those things that you should just naturally be for your friends, supportive and honest and fine, more, more. Those two things are, you know, just being willing to work through conflict and being a good listener to your friend. And I say those things because we don't always know how to communicate our feelings. But it's a healthy practice with friendships to be able to just work through your differences with you having your own energy and she having her own energy or he having his own energy and you having your own energy. You know, like, it's okay because, one, listening is such a sacred practice because if it's done correctly, you'll realize how in conversation you differ. How in listening, you differ. And some of it can be underhanded and selfish. Or through your listening, you can feel feel or realize that you were genuinely loving and caring and devoted. But it's not until you open your ears to listen and not listen to respond, but listen to take each and every word someone says into you. Take it in and say, hey, I heard what you said. And the way that you redissect that information will let you know what type of listener you are. Over the last year, God has just really developed me in my friendships. And I went through like a whirlwind of like triumphs, honestly, that I'm really awesomely excited about. But then I also went through a couple of pitfalls where women betrayed me unspeakably. I hope you felt that because I meant it. You know, just being sneaky sneaky and deceptive, they used me in ways that, child, I couldn't even sing coming if I had on bifocals. But through it all, God has kept me to know the value of friendship is truly just invaluable. And I'm blessed to share some friendships that are amicably irreplaceable. Memories with women that I've prayed and cried with and they've supported me and then vice versa. Friendship is so meaningful and it's such a sacred place. It's just amazingly beautiful. And I'm glad to be a unicorn friend to all of you guys. But I'm also glad to be an awesome friend to awesome people who work hard, who go after their dreams, who see wrong in their lives and decide that their wrong won't be their long who look at their self of face value and say, these are things that I should fix about myself and not really look for a applause from friendship from me or I look for applause from friendship from them. It's such a beautiful thing and I am grateful that I now get to share my friendship with you guys, but I cannot urge you enough to make sure that the type of friends that you have around you serve you in ways that you need to be served. And if there are spaces in your life where you have to go in and figure out how you can become a better friend or how your friend that you love dearly can be a better friend to you, I urge you to explore it. God will bless it and he will keep it. 
because we all deserve to be awesome people to awesome people. And we deserve to disappear from desperate and disagreeable people. That's all I have with friends and the value of friendship. And I'm so excited. So let's move on to what burns me up, child. Hey, it's about that time again, child. We need to go on to what burns me up. And I'm just going to go right into it because I'm overwhelmed. I am overwhelmed about what's burning me up this week because I am sick. And when I say I'm sick, I am sick and tired of potholes. And it's burning me up. And I know this may seem just so mundane to you, but I don't know what type of car you drive or if you drive at all. Even if you're on a metro bus, I feel like potholes are a burden to a metro bus. Child, it's a burden to the subway system. Child, it's a burden to my mental state of being. Child, them craters and them holes are dismantling and disassembling and distorting and disturbing my mental being, child. And with not only my rims and my car and my axles and my thoughts and my mind, I'm tired of it, Washington, D.C. If you don't fix these streets in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, if you don't fix these streets, like, it's just burning me up because it's such an inconvenience. I don't know how many ties and rims I have lost in the rapture of potholism of the D.C. Child, it's just too much. It's too much and it's overwhelming and it's burning me up because I'm tired of trying to be idle and drive and cruise and child, my whole my whole car end up on the side of the road because you have a whole crater. That part. You got a whole crater in the road. But y'all so busy taking pictures of people license plates and getting millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars down to the ticket system, but ain't nobody fixing these roads fast enough. That part, if you, you, child, if you're flashing me for going 40 in a 35, you need to be flashing some tar on the holes in these roads. Thank you. And that's all I have for what's burning me up. Send all of your what burns me up questions to tell Miss August at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to probably pass the torch to you next week, child. I'm so excited and grateful that you guys have not only sold out my free, that part, eyelash application class here in the DMV. I'm so grateful and excited because we're going to have a high time in Simple Beauty World. And I want you guys to be the first to know since this goes up on Monday, sometime Sunday evening, that you can go and, and schedule yourself to be in the second free strip eyelash makeup class. I'm so excited. We're going to have that within the next week or two. And I can't wait to see you guys and meet you guys. You guys are so awesome and so sweet to me. Remember to follow me on Facebook and Miss August to you and I just want to let you know that this has been an awesome time on Simple Beauty the podcast and remember that you can't put makeup on inner beauty so let's just do the work I love you 